ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, back with another episode here in The Truth, back with another weekly MOB podcast. We're back on the week weekly shows instead of uh, the two-week two shows that we've been doing, so it's nice to be back in that landscape. But yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Starting things off with the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are 47-32, and 6-4 and in their last 10. Had a three-game series at Milwaukee where they took two out of three. Then they played at Washington, a makeup game, 1-5-3. And then lost two out of three at your San Francisco Giants. For the Diamondbacks, they've been playing good baseball as of late. I've been doing it on both sides of the ball, more so as of late on the offensive side of the ball. They rank fifth in runs at 5.2, fourth in hits at nine a game. Average is also fourth, on-base percentage is seventh, slugging is sixth, and OPS is sixth as well. For the Diamondbacks, they've been playing great baseball. Like I mentioned, they're sitting atop the NL West, which at this point in the year um, is definitely something to take notice of. Christian Walker, I believe, had a 10-game hitting streak going uh, for the Diamondbacks, so that's obviously been good for them. They got a lot of young guys, too. Obviously, the emergence of Corbin Carroll. Zach Gallon's had a good year on the bump. So right now, the Diamondbacks seem to be in a very good position moving forward come the All-Star break. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Zach Gallon's leading the way, uh, like how he has been all year. His last couple of items have been great. Tommy Henry has picked it up compared to where he was. Same, you could say that with Ryan Nelson. Uh, he's had some really bad starts, but his last two outings, 12 innings, 12 strikeouts. Merrill Kelly's been decent. Overall, the pitching has been bad. Offensively, you mentioned Christian Walker. This is past seven games, hitting 393 uh, with five or three, three walks to no strikeouts, three stolen bases. Cattell Marte uh, putting on a power show right now, having four home runs, 12 RBIs. Sorry, five home runs. He had one today also. Uh, 12 RBIs, uh, no stolen bases, but hitting 345. Alec Thomas is coming around finally. Uh, Corbin Carroll has gone down a little bit, still had a home run, four stolen bases. The Boston Red Sox are 40-39, and 6-4 and four in the – As of late, they've been playing well around that 500 mark, which is honestly pretty good. But in the AL East, it seems to not be good at all. So um, recently, they had that three games, four game series, excuse me, at Minnesota, where they won the first two, lost the next two, and then just traveled to the Chicago White Sox, where they lost the last two out of three games there. But like I said, they've been playing 500 baseball. Paxton had a pretty decent start against the Twins. Um, and one of his starts there, Brian Bello, uh, pitched in the seventh inning for the Red Sox. Their pitching's been good. And on the flip side, their offense has been kind of hanging in there. Uh, Yoshida seemed to have a consistent year for them. Obviously, guys like Devers, more for power, whatnot. Um, they've also been dealing with a couple of injuries, lost Reyes to the IL, kind of abdominal strain. Um, but all in all, they're playing 500 baseball. It's not going to win them a division, but they could potentially sneak them into a wild card spot. Yeah, on the pitching side, I think that's where they're going to need some of the most help. Uh, Cutter Crawford hasn't been the best. James Paxton's looked really good uh, since he's come back. Garrett Whit- Whitlock's been being hit around. Bellow's been great his last uh, few sparks for the last couple of weeks. And Kluber out of the pen just hasn't been it. We can't find a solution for Kluber, Kluber anywhere with Boston. And Jansen hasn't been bad either. He's only had one save opportunity in his past three outings. Uh, offensively, though, Christian Arroyo uh, hitting 333, a home run, five RBIs, two doubles, two runs since coming back. Uh, Tristan Cassis is uh, showing off some power of two home runs, five RBIs. Justin Turner has been bad. Uh, Jaron Duran, Duran, sorry, has been solid. Like you mentioned, Yoshida and Devers are doing their part. And Adam Duvall 
uh, has not picked up from where he where he left off before the injury. Only hitting 130, uh, what, does have a home run, two doubles, three RBIs, but he's right hitting three for 23 right now. The Kansas City Royals are playing really bad baseball. They're 22 and 56, four and six in their last 10, had a three-game series at Detroit where they did lose two out of three, but then they won two out of three. Sorry, they uh, split two out of four games at Tampa Bay, won the first and third games in that series. Very interesting. The only thing for the Royals is Amir Garrett is about to start his rehab assignment or just started his rehab assignment. So that's on the positives there, as well as Diego Hernandez. But other than that, there's been nothing really good for the Royals going forward. Obviously, uh, losing Vinny Pasquantino is a big, big hurt. There, a lot of their pitchers struggled. I believe Jordan Lyles was, what, 0-11? I don't know how he did in his last start, but been struggling to get some wins, and their team as a whole has been struggling to get some wins. So just not a good year to be a Royals fan. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Lyles actually did get a win. He's now 1-11 on the year, uh, so good for him. He got his first win of the year. Uh, Daniel Lynch has was solid in his last two outings, going 13 innings, only one earned run, which was a home run, uh, four strikeouts, three walks. Uh, it was 1-0 in that time. Brady Singer has been disappointing. Granky got hit around in his four and two-thirds innings, allowing one home run, seven earned runs with three strikeouts. Offensively, Mikel Garcia has been solid hitting 333, four stolen bases, a home run, four RBIs, five runs. Drew Waters has two home runs for himself. Bobby Witt has two stolen bases, four walks, five strikeouts, a home run, two doubles, three RBIs, three runs. There just hasn't been much impressive numbers being put up by this team. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to play for, so it makes sense. But just right now, there just hasn't been, like I said, there has been no, nothing to really play for for this team. The Miami Marlins are second in the NL East. They're 45-34, and 7-3 and three in their last 10. Had a three-game set versus the Blue Jays where they lost two out of three and had a four-game set versus the Pirates where they took three out of four there from a struggling Pirates team. Luis Arias continues to hit at a very effective rate. He's batting 399 right now, so continuing to hover around that 400 mark. Be curious to see if he is going to, in fact, get the 400 mark by the end of the season. Yuri Perez had a really good start again today, and for the Marlins, they're sitting in a pretty good position. All in all, with a very up-and-down season, more down season compared to up from an ace like Sandy Alcantara. So we'll see. they got a lot of young pitching that I think is going to help carry them. Uh, their bullpens look pretty solid, and all in all, the Marlins seem to be a team right now that's competing. I thought they... Potentially, we're not one of those teams, but they definitely seem to be a team that's going to be competing uh, potentially come October. Yeah, Sandy hasn't come around yet. I expect him to. At least I think we both expect him to. Uh, his last outing, seven innings, five earned runs, six strikeouts. Uh, did allow 10 hits. Uh, no home runs. Makes sense. Sinker ball, more sinker ball changeup type guys. He's not going to give up any fly balls. Uh, Jesus Lazardo and Braxton Garrett have also been good as the number three and four guys. Uh, Braxton Garrett... Uh, his last outing, seven innings, uh, 13 strikeouts, one walk, one earned run. Jesus Lazardo, seven innings, nine strikeouts, only one walk, two hits. Like you mentioned, Uri Perez, he's been great. They had another phenomenal start. Uh, he brings his season ERA down to a 1-3-4. He's 5-1. and one. He also has 54 strikeouts to 47 innings. I believe he's at right around... 18 scoreless innings in his last three outings. I believe he's gone six innings in his last three outings, exactly. You mentioned Luis Arise this past week, seeing 500, has three walks, no strikeouts, a home run, four RBIs, four runs, and 14 hits. Brian Dale Cruz has been doing his thing. Uh, Garrett Cooper has been solid. Same with John Birdie and Joey Wendell. 
difference between the Minnesota Twins and the Boston Red Sox is not the fact that they're 40 and 39. It's that the Twins are winning their division and the Red Sox are in last. The Twins are 40 and 39, 5 and 5 in their last 10. Speaking of that Boston series, they split both games with Boston. They're all four games, two and two. Then they just took two out of three out of division rival, uh, the Detroit Tigers. For the Twins, Joe Ryan had a really good start, a complete game shutout against the Red Sox. So that was a good start for him. Bailey Ober, effective start today. Out of the bullpen, Johan Duran, a couple of saves the last two days. Um, Jose De Leon uh, did seem to throw out his shoulder or his elbow in a warm-up pitch yesterday, so that was obviously tough to see. He's hit the 15-day uh, injured list. Obviously, uh, Jorge Lopez has not been with the team. He's struggling with mental health issues right now, so he is on the IL as well. But for the Twins, the biggest thing with them is being able to hit an effective rate, and they're going into a series at Atlanta coming up where they're going to have to do that. Otherwise, they're going to struggle and uh, continue to go down this a disappointing path, but right now they are still sitting ahead first place, just barely in the AL Central. Yeah, like you mentioned, Joe Ryan had a really good start. The, the nine innings, complete game, shutout, nine strikeouts. Kent Maedo was solid in his last start. Sonny Gray, uh, Pablo Lopez, and Bra- Bailey Obar were all hit around their last few starts together. Pablo Lopez in 12 and two-thirds innings, allowed seven runs, did have 19 strikeouts, but four walks and a hit by pitch with 13 Hits allowed isn't going to get it done, at least for the caliber pitcher that Twins fans believe that he is. Royce Lewis uh, has been salt has been really good since the neck injury uh, from the collision at first base, hitting 458, uh, stolen base, a walk, two strikeouts, two home runs, four RBIs, one double, five runs himself. Ryan Jeffers is hitting at 667 in the last four games since being recalled up. Uh, has three doubles. Carlos Correa has two home runs. Max Kepler has two home runs, and Buxton has, or sorry, Kepler has three home runs. Buxton also has three home runs. The Pittsburgh Pirates are thirty-five and forty-two, one and nine in their last ten. Got swept by Chicago and lost three out of four versus Miami. The way they started the season has been disappointing to see how bad that they've been playing, especially as of late. For the Pirates, they've had some disappointing news with Brian Reynolds, who's been one of their bright spots for the team. He hit the 10-day IL with lower back inflammation. They did call up recently the 2022 number 7 overall pick, Nick Gonzalez, so be curious to see the impact that he's going to make for them. Keller, uh, Hill, some of the guys that have been pitching well, David Bednar, obviously. And yeah, the Pirates are just going down this bad, their bad path, but they're still alive, actually, for the NL Central crown. They obviously need to turn things around, had a disappointing week, then they won one game this week, so definitely have to change their culture there. But all in all, uh, it is a very disappointing time right now, again, for the Pirates, even though it looked optimistic to start. Yeah, Luis Ortiz, Mitch Keller, and Rich Howell have all been solid so far this year. Ortiz in his last start, eight innings, only one earned run, five strikeouts. Keller, seven innings, one earned run, five strikeouts. And Rich Hill, five and two-thirds, did about three earned with uh, four strikeouts. Offensively, you mentioned that they just called up uh, Nick Gonzalez. So far in three games, he doesn't have a hit, one walk, four strikeouts. Uh, but they also called up recently Henry Davis, the number one pick, I believe, in 2021, I want to believe it was. Yeah. So far in seven games, he in 250. Uh, 357 on base, stolen base, two walks, six strikeouts. God's first career home run, one RBI, two doubles, two runs. Brian Hayes uh, has slowed down in the sense of hitting for high average, hitting 240 this week with no walks, eight strikeouts. Did have a home run, two RBIs. But outside of that, those were the only two home runs of the entire week were by Brian Hayes and Henry Davis. 
The Padres continue their struggles. They're 37 and 41, 4 and 6 in their last 10. Lost the first three out of four at San Francisco. Then they took on the Washington Nationals, where they also lost two out of three there. They really just can't seem to figure it out. It's really disappointing to see, especially with a lot of the talent that they have on that team. Gary Sanchez, Manny Machado have been doing a really good job, though, on the offensive side of things. Blake Snell has been pitching out of his ass recently, um, pitching really well there for the Padres. And so, all in all, it's a team that has the capabilities of making a you know championship run, but the way that they're playing right now, they're not even going to make the playoffs. I'd be really disappointed to see. They were a team that made the NLCS last season. They definitely got to figure out some things, and I do think that they'll be fine. I do believe, maybe a hot take, it may not be, that they will be in the postseason. I especially think after the All-Star break, they're going to really turn things around. But they got to start doing something soon because we're past the halfway mark in the season, and they're still sitting where they're sitting, and they have a terrible um, record for where their, their team, at, team is at. Yeah, on the pitching side, Blake Snell has actually been really good this year, kind of bouncing back uh, to Cy Young time. He's had a bunch of strikeouts in his last few starts. Uh, Michael Walker has been solid. Hugh Darvish has definitely been getting hit around. Joe Musgrove was also solid his last start in seven innings, only one earned run, seven strikeouts. Seth Lugo, since coming back from uh, the IL, he in his two starts, he's 0-1 with a 3-6 ERA, 10 inning. Four earned runs, one home run, nine strikeouts. Uh, Tim Hill has been really good out of the pen. Uh, same with uh, Josh Hader. All year they've been really solid. Offensively, Juan Soto has definitely picked it back up. In 480 with a 595 on base, seven walks, seven strikeouts, three home runs, seven RBIs, two doubles, seven runs. Hassan Kim has tapped into some power this week, three home runs, seven RBIs with two stolen bases. Tatis has a home run, save Machado. Machado says five RBIs. Uh, also, with Soto, when you see him start hitting those uh, fastballs up and in or middle, right about middle, and just flicking them the other way over the left field fence, that's when you know he's going to be on. That's when you know he's locked in. I think there's a lot less pressure now. I think he's realized that he can be a little bit more of that power bat. He doesn't have to just keep on taking walks. Team that's been playing really well as of late is the San Francisco Giants, who are 44 and 34, 8 and 2 in their last 10. Won three out of four versus San Diego, and then won two out of three against the Diamondbacks. Both series at home, both divisional rivals. Big wins there for the Giants. They've been playing really well. Uh, the biggest thing for them is obviously staying healthy. They uh, they just lost uh, Luke uh, Luke Jackson with lower back strain to the IL, which they did activate Ross Stripling, but that adds to the rotation issue, the pitching issues with uh, Cobb being injured as well. Mikey Stramski a couple days ago did land on the IL too, so they're struggling with the injuries there. But they're hitting the ball really well. They're pitching really well. Uh, Di Scalfani, I thought he pitched fine today. I mean, he didn't necessarily pitch great, but he had six innings, two earned runs, five hits, three Ks. Ended up picking up the loss there. Uh, but, but for the Giants, everything's been going uh, going well for them. They did have a little bit of gaff. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you saw the Blake Sable base running thing. I don't know if you know a little bit more about that. But for the Giants, they've had a pretty pretty solid week, and they're still sitting third with 10 games above 500. But obviously they've been playing great baseball, and they're going to look to continue to ride that momentum moving forward. Yeah, I mean, on the pitching side, Giants have definitely, outside of like their main stars in Di Scalfani, Webb, and uh, – Sorry, he's on the list, right? And Alex Wood, outside of them being, like, the main starters, they've really gone to, like, bullpen starts recently. Uh, Tristan Beck has been, and Jake Junis have been taking the roles of the long relief. Uh, Ryan Walker, who's actually pretty nasty, he's lot two home runs in his last four and a third, but he's been uh, one of those starter-type roles. Uh, he throws across his body, he's, like, 96, 98, he's, but he's just been 
it's not a role that I think he's comfortable of really starting again. I think he's more just used to kind of relief. But outside of that, it's been solid. The Giants really have, need to work on hitting. I mean, there hasn't been a whole – or sorry, pitching. There hasn't been a whole lot of movement there, uh, at least much progress there. Patrick Bailey has been solid this past week. Uh, between 400, had a home run, three RBIs. Luis Matos, one of the Giants' pro- top prospects, I would call it, got his first career home run this past week. Uh, did also get a stolen base. Jock Pearson had a home run. Yaz had two. But outside of that – it's really slowed down uh, offensively. I think it's made just things are clicking right now. Uh, guys are getting starting getting healthy, so roster spots are being moved around. Guys aren't getting the daily at bats that they've been used to. The Nationals are thirty and forty-seven, three and seven. Their last ten lost two out of three versus the St. Louis Cardinals. Lost that game in between against the Diamondbacks, and then won two out of three at San Diego. For the Nationals, I think their pitching side of things has been really effective. Obviously, they're not <laughs> excuse me, um, on pace to win anything or at least anytime soon, but their pitching's been good. Mackenzie Gore had a good start uh, today. He recorded six consecutive strikeouts to start, which was, a, a, I believe, a franchise record. Um, but Josiah Gray also had a big start the other day, so they've had a lot of success there as far as pitching's concerned, so it's good to see in that aspect. They did DFA Chad Cole. They recalled Espino uh, from AAA. Uh, but other than that, the only positive, or I guess not necessarily positive, just a another note for the Nationals is just Dave Martinez, the way he's been getting ejected recently. It seems like every game he's getting ejected and spicing it up every now and then. But the Nationals are kind of back to the reality of a rebuild and looking to uh, find ways to improve their roster and, and build up um, success moving forward. Yeah, you know the Nationals are back to their old ways with Patrick Corbin have a 12.6 ERA in his last start. Uh, going five innings, seven earned runs, two home runs, one hit by pitch, and three walks in five innings. But like you said, Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray have both been solid uh, so far this year. I mean, you don't really expect them to go out and win the Cy Young, especially uh, not getting any type of really offensive help to keep them off the field for a little bit. Jake Irvin and Trevor Williams were solid in their last two starts as well. The bullpen has actually had some bright spots. There's been a few guys who've been pretty good so far this year, but also on the other side, there's some guys who have been really bad this year for them. Offensively, Lane Thomas has been one of the hottest hitters for them. In 385, uh, has two home runs, four RBIs, two doubles, five runs in his last seven games. C.J. Abrams has also picked up offensively. In 412, two stolen bases, a home run, three doubles. Uh, Jamer Candelario, I think a guy I mentioned in the preseason that he could have a quite Quiet first half of the year, go kind of under the radar and get traded more towards the deadline uh, for more minor league assets. That's two home runs, three doubles, six RBIs, and six runs in his last seven games. The White Sox are 34 and 45, four and six in their last 10, lost two out of three versus the Rangers, and then won two out of three versus the Red Sox at home. Again, I think the biggest thing with the White Sox is obviously not having fluidity by staying healthy. Uh, an example, you have Monty Grandol did leave the game with a jaw contusion um, for them. They've also had some other injuries. Tim Anderson's been gone, uh, so that's obviously hurt them. But uh, for the, the plus side, I guess you could say, Luis Robert had two home runs. You'd obviously, I mean, you'd love to see that, but just the success that he's able to have. Uh, Jake Berger's been doing effective. Kopech's been so up and down. I feel like the same thing's... Uh, can be applied with a guy like Lance Lynn. So I think their pitching is the biggest inconsistency. They obviously have a lot of young bats that are able to have success, but again, they just haven't been able to have the type of success that you'd expect. And they've obviously showed that and showed the reason why they've been struggling. But 
they do have a lot of talent. Um, I think if they were able to stay completely healthy for a whole year, it'd be a different story, as well as if their pitching was a bit more consistent. Yeah, definitely the pitching side is the inconsistent part. I mean, C.S. Giolito, Lynn, and Kopech, you never know what you're going to get out of them. Sometimes they go seven innings and get 10-plus strikeouts, or they're done after three innings because they allowed seven home runs in a game, it feels like. Uh, I seem like that's the big thing with those guys also. It's the home run. I get get they're all, they're all power pitchers uh, for the most part. I guess you could maybe take Giolito out of that. Now he's going more to the crafty side. But they're all trying – they're all power pitchers, so the home run – is the home run is definitely the downfall of them, and the offense has been picking up as recent, but it just hasn't been to the point where it makes up for the pitching. Ben Tendi's hitting three eighty five, doesn't have any home runs, but he's has ten hits, which leads the team this past week. Lou Bob four home runs, five RBIs, six runs in his last six games. Elvis Andrews hitting two eighty six. Uh, Eloy had another home run. Andrew Vaughn has been hitting these amount of home runs recently: three home runs, four RBIs, four runs. But he his average had dropped down to two sixty one in his last six games. Talking about a team that was hot, the Cincinnati Reds had won twelve in a row. They were forty one and thirty seven, eight and two in their last ten. Obviously, swept Colorado, and then lost two out of three versus Atlanta. They won that miracle game, I guess, um, on Friday. They won 11 to 10, a back and forth affair. And then they lost both games uh, the last two days to Atlanta, 6 to 7, which is kind of funny to think about because they're just one run in both those games away from having a 14 game win streak. But they've been playing great baseball and they're first in the NL Central right now. Now, we did see the Oakland A's win seven games in a row and they're the worst team potentially of all time. So I'm not saying that it's a similar situation, but let's just keep that in mind. Let's see if the Cincinnati Reds are going to continue to ride that momentum. But they are going to, especially a lot of these young guys like Ellie De La Cruz and Matt McClain. Ellie De La Cruz, I believe, well, I know he hit for the cycle uh, against the Braves that Friday game there. I believe he's one of the youngest players to do that. He's obviously been a huge factor, Matt McClain. And then guys like Alexis Diaz out of the pen, I believe, is 21 for 21 now on save opportunities and saves uh, in total. But, uh, yeah, the pitching side of it, for the most part, seems to be hanging in there. Votto's back in the lineup, and the Cincinnati Reds are back to their winning ways. Yeah, it's kind of fun watching these young guys finally get called up for the Reds. There's a lot of talent down there. And Joey Votto, uh, the veteran, coming up and absolutely mashing his last three, four games. Uh, Andrew Abbott's been solid on the mound. Uh, I think this was probably his worst outing yet, and it really wasn't that bad. Six innings, three earned runs, was three home runs, so that's really was the downfall of the game, was the three home runs, but did have 10 strikeouts. Uh, but outside of that, there wasn't uh, that good pitching, like you mentioned, some high-scoring games there. Alexis Diaz has been solid, three for three in his last three save opportunities, six strikeouts, does have five walks, uh, so that could be a concern, but if they're not scoring, then it doesn't really matter. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz has still been him since he's been called up hitting 440 in his last six games, two stolen bases, five RBIs, two home runs, one triple, three doubles, eight runs. Matt McClain three, hitting 333, the 417 on base, two home runs, seven RBIs, three uh, doubles, four runs. Jake Fraley has three home runs. Joey Votto has three home runs and seven RBIs since getting called back up or since coming back up from rehab. Uh, since, overall, since Ellie's came back, it's been – Really electric and really fun to watch the Reds hit. The Cleveland Guardians are 37-46-4 and 46 and four in their last 10. Won all three games against Oakland, a couple of nail-biters there. And then they lost two out of three games versus the Brew Crew. For the Guardians, again, they're just continuing to play Guardians baseball as far as their pitching side is concerned. 
They did promote their top pitching prospect, Gavin Williams. They shut down Tristan McKenzie for six weeks due to elbow inflammation. But all in all, the Guardians are hanging in there. And uh, they did also release Mike Zunino, which I think was expected. But especially when they did acquire Mike Zunino, they expected, obviously, a lot more. A lot of power from Zunino, just a lot of strikeouts as well. Been an unreliable uh, player, I should say. But Bo Naylor, the brother of Josh Naylor, uh, he's recently just got his first career hit. He seems to be uh, in the right direction. Josh Naylor's been doing good, too. So all in all for the Guardians, they've just been continuing to play Guardian baseball. And they're only, I believe, a game, a game and a half behind the Twins there uh, for that first place in the AL Central. Yeah, Guardians playing Guardians baseball. Pitchers are doing their thing, and the offense is just playing that small ball. So Volley has been solid uh last two outings uh has a four two six era that's probably we expect from being the number three four guy there tanner bibby's been solid gavin williams in his first start with five and two at five and two thirds of an inning four and runs one home run three walks four strikeouts so kind of probably just some nerves there uh you're probably not going to expect to see much more of that out of gavin williams especially being his mlb debut shane Bieber didn't have the best start in five innings same stat line four and runs one home run but two one less walk and four and four more strikeouts with eight. Uh, Logan Allen has been solid. Class A has been shut down his last four innings, having five strikeouts, uh, two for two in his last two save opportunities. J-Ram is hitting 391 right now. Three walks, three strikeouts, a home run, triple, double, three RBAs, five runs. Like you mentioned, Josh Naylor has been really good recently, having two home runs for himself, hitting 320. Um, Ahmed Rosario has been solid. Stephen Kwan's hitting a little bit better than he was before. And you mentioned Bo Naylor making his, his not his, his season debut, not his debut. The Colorado Rockies are 31 and 49, 2 and 8 in their last 10. They lost all three at Cincinnati and actually won two out of three versus the Angels. The one game they did lose, they did lose 25 to 1 in disappointing fashion. But for the Rockies, it's been a disappointing year for them once again. Uh, they've also struggled with injuries. Brent Suter, uh, he's on the 15 day IL with an oblique strain. And they also lost their top prospect, Zach Veen, with uh, hand surgery. Their top prospect missing the rest of the year there. Now they're at the point where they're kind of making those moves to, I guess, bolster their future and have a chance of, you know, returning to stardom eventually. They traded Mike Moustakis to the Angels. I guess Mike Moustakis just wanted to be a part of that 25-run performance, so they traded him. Um, And there are also questions about trading Charlie Blackman. If they're really not competing for anything, what can they get out of a guy like Charlie Blackman or maybe a guy like Brad Hand out of the bullpen um, to kind of see how they can kind of filter their roster and, and, and make it compete in four or five years down the line compared to trying to compete now where it just doesn't seem possible. They're sitting at a 31-49 and 49 record. Yeah, I mean, it's really pitching. The offense hasn't been that bad overall. Uh, but they're pitching. I get you're in Colorado. You're playing your half, half your games there. You're going to give up a decent amount of home runs just because of the elevation. And that's just how the game is. There's a lot more home runs nowadays, and with the elevation, just doesn't help. But Austin Gomber, 5-2-3 ERA. Noah Davis, 18 ERA. Freeman in that 5.4. Carl Kaufman, at 7.2. Daniel Bard, only four innings, but 4.5 out of the pen. Uh, no, he hasn't put been put into any high leverage situations for saves. Also, it doesn't help that there hasn't really been any for them. Offensively, Nolan Jones has been really good. Uh, in 304, home run, two RBIs, stolen base, two doubles, three runs. Overall in the season, he's been really good. He was a great pickup from the Guardians, who was, he, who was one of their top prospects at the time. 
Grendel Gritchick has been solid. Elias Diaz has been solid. Ezekiel Tovar's hitting 385, a home run, a triple, three RBIs, and two doubles. And their uh, sorry, their minor league system has some guys who potentially we could see we could see this year. Uh, guys like Yankel Fernandez, uh, Jordan Beck potentially, uh, Benny Montgomery, a lot of outfield help. Uh, potentially could move uh, Nolan Jones over to first base and out of the outfield. The Detroit Tigers are 33-43, and 6-4 and four in their last 10. Actually, they've been playing pretty solid baseball as of late. Won 2 out of 3 versus Kansas City. The one loss they did have was a 1-0 to zero affair. And then they lost the Minnesota Twins 2 out of 3. Kind of choked the game uh, today against the Twins. But for the Tigers, they've been playing good baseball. They've been doing – I seem, it seems like fine. They've obviously been struggling more on the hitting side of things, in my opinion. Um, especially with some of the games that they've they've had recently. Their pitching's been fine. I, I thought their pitching was going to be fine going into the year. Obviously, guys like Lorenzen, he had a quality start today. Guys out of the bullpen like Will Vest, Alec Lang, has been pretty solid besides that one game in Minnesota. And uh, for the Tigers, they're 33-43, and 43, but the, the obviously the two series I've seen against the Twins, they look like a team that's actually much better. They obviously started the year competing a lot and having a lot of success in that aspect, but... All in all, it's A.J. Hinch's team. I think he's going to do a good job of, of moving them forward in the right direction. Javi Baez has been doing good for them. Um, you know, Overall, I think this team is in a good position to be one of the teams that can earlier compete as far as their uh, rebuilding process. Let's, I say this every week. I feel like let's not forget. They don't have guys like Casey Mize or Tariq Scovel. Um, and so they've been kind of filtering in and then putting guys in every now and then. But the Tigers are a team that I do believe will compete sometime soon. It's just not going to be this year. Yeah, it's really been the offense side. I mean, Reese Olsen, Michael Lorenz, and Tyler Boyd, Joey Wentz have all been solid uh, so far. I mean, they haven't had the best years, but they haven't have been bad. Michael Lorenz, it seems like every other start's been really good. His last two, last 11 innings, th- only three earned runs in 11 innings, one home run, 11 strikeouts, uh, but his own one in that time. Reese Olsen's 1-0, and uh, has 17 strikeouts in 11 third innings, like four earned runs. Matthew Boyd, six innings, two earned runs, seven strikeouts. Joey Wentz, five innings, two, three earned runs, four strikeouts. Did have four walks and two home runs, so it doesn't help. But offensively, there's really is an A1. I mean, their top hitters, Andy Abayas, Kerry Carpenter, Eric Haas, Nick Maton, Zach Kinstry. Yes, there's Javi Baez and Miggy, but they haven't been the best. Jake Rogers, Zach Short, Matt Burling, Jake Marisnik, Jonathan Scope, and it doesn't help with Spencer Torkelson. Paying two for twenty-five right now. The Milwaukee Brewers are forty and thirty-seven. Again, a team that's been kind of flirting around the mix of an NL Central crown, just behind the Cincinnati Reds right now. Lost two out of three versus the Diamondbacks. Lost, uh, excuse me, one out of three at Cleveland. For the Brewers, I think it starts with their pitching. Uh, Corbin Burns has struggled definitely his last two starts. His first start of the week against the Diamondbacks went five innings, gave up seven earned runs. Today's start, 5.2 innings, four earned runs. So he's been getting hit around a little bit, which is obviously being the front man of that rotation. You'd obviously like to see a little bit more success, but it's part of it, and it happens. Uh, Willie Adamas has had a good time on the bat. I feel like Christian Yash has had a pretty solid year as well. And they did get Bush out of the bullpen as he returned from IL after missing two uh, two months. So for the Brewers, again, they're a team that's roster seems to be a 500 roster. They remind me a lot of the Guardians, but – they definitely seem to be in a positive direction, especially with how some of their pitching performances, like Corbin Burns recently, have been going. Yeah, on the pitching side, it really starts with Burns. Uh, outside of him, Wade Miley's been solid. Colin Ray has been getting hit around. 
Uh, but he's been decent. Adrian Hauser hasn't bad. Frey Peralta it seems like at this point you you just have to live with him giving up about three to five runs uh, and outing. It's just kind of where he's been sitting his last few starts. Julio Tehran has been really good since since joining the Brewers. Uh, he's been why one of the best pitchers statistically uh, for the team. I know with this Corbin Burns, but Corbin Burns the last two starts ten two thirds innings, eleven earned runs, four home runs. Sorry. Two home runs, four walks, six strikeouts. It's really just been the offense has been carrying this team to any wins. Willie Domus this past week came 292, two home runs, six RBIs, one double, four runs. Yelich is hitting 261, uh, triple, double, four, four RBIs, three runs, one stolen base. Wilson Contreras has been good. Joey Weimer hasn't been bad. I think this is going to be the time that we're going to see a lot more of these prospects start to get called up. I think Sal Freelick is just knocking at the door right now since coming back from a thumb injury or thumb surgery. Uh, I think he's going to be the starting center fielder uh, potentially right before the All-Star game or right after the All-Star game. We could be seeing that call. The New York Mets are 35-42, and 4-6 and six in their last 10, sitting fourth in the NL East right now. Lost two out of three at Houston and then lost two out of three at Philadelphia. It seems like they're just imploding. Uh, Max Scherzer's had a couple good bounce-back starts. Justin Verlander, pretty saw a couple stars. His last start at the Astros. It looked bad on paper, but it wasn't really terrible. Seven innings, four earned runs, let allowed. But they won before that against the Yankees. Six innings, one earned run. Um, for the New York Mets, you know, obviously their bullpen imploded today. I believe they gave up four runs against the Phillies in one hit. And in the, in they're basically fall. Uh, Drawing a blank, Buck Showalter, there you go, got ejected from the game as well. So it just seems to be a little bit turmoil, I guess is the right word for it. Uh, the Angels did get Eduardo Escobar from the Mets. Uh, Lindor has been kind of having, it seems like a quiet part of the year. And uh, other guys like Jeff McNeil and, and some of the veteran guys here need to really help turn this Mets team around. They got a chance against the Brewers coming up where, you know, the Brewers have also been a team that's been inconsistent, but... For the highest payroll team to be 35 and 42 right now, uh, it definitely is disappointing and needs to be uh, fixed. They don't have, uh, you know, uh, they don't miss out on the playoffs, I guess is a good way. Yeah, if they miss out on the playoffs, that's going to be really disappointing. There's going to be a lot of Mets fans that are going to be really disappointed, a lot of people making a lot of assumptions for this team, especially going into next year. I know it's a long ways away, but there's going to be a lot if they don't make the playoffs. Max Scherzer's last two starts, 2-0, 14 innings, three earned runs, two home runs, 16 strikeouts. Verlander, you went over his stat line in his last start. On paper, it doesn't look the best, but it wasn't bad overall. Kodai Sangas, five and uh, a third, two earned runs, four runs scored in total. Did have three walks, which is unusual for him with six strikeouts. But outside of that, Cookie hasn't been bad. The bullpen has been the worst outside of today, uh, like you mentioned four and run on only one hit in in the eighth inning, I want to say it was. Uh, so just blowing that lead was not helpful there. For Lindor, you mentioned he's had so far quite years. Past week, he came 333, two stolen bases. Does have five walks, seven strikeouts, two home runs, two doubles, seven RBIs, five runs. Starry Marte hasn't been bad. Uh, Tommy Pham showed off that those two or three home runs he had in like three games – uh, last week was kind of a fluke. He is hitting 304, but no home runs. Uh, Brendan Nimmo being a good leadoff guy still. Pete Alonso uh, had two more home runs, six RBIs. He's number three in home runs in the MLB right now, uh, just behind Shohei Otani. I believe is number one still. Uh, and just overall, it's just been kind of disappointing. There's been guys just been 
cycling out through his team. Eduardo Escobar not getting playing time, I think was a good move there, Get moving him because of Brett Beatty uh, staking that third. The Yankees are 43-35, and 4-6 and six in their last 10. Won two out of three versus the Mariners and won two out of three versus the Texas Rangers. Their bats have definitely been quiet. Uh, Josh Donaldson, I think I read a stat, he's like batting 128. He's been batting terribly for them. Giancarlo Stans also struggled. Rizzo struggled as a late judge, has a torn ligament in his toe. There's no time ability for his return. My guess is he's out for most of the year, um, if not, you know, the whole entire year. That obviously would be worst-case scenario. The pitching side of things, Luis Severino had a good bounce-back start going six scoreless innings. But the one bright spot has been Billy McKinney had the only run for the Yankees yesterday when they won the 1-0 game. And they carried that momentum into a 5-3 win to get day behind kind of a weird performance by Garrett Cole. But for the Yankees, you know, third in the AL East right now, they have to continue to compete. And the bats do come. You know, I feel like every team goes through this spurt where their bats are good, their bats are bad. I do believe that their bats are going to come. It just seems to need to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, on the pitching side, it hasn't been bad at all. It's probably it's probably been the strong suit, which is kind of surprising for the Yankees because you see on paper what their, what their bats are. But Garrett Cole, his last two starts, 1-0, 12 innings, 4 runs, 1 home run, 15 strikeouts. Luis Severino, 6 innings, no runs scored, 4 strikeouts. Johnny Burrito, 5, five and 2 thirds, 3 strikeouts, no uh, scoreless there. Clark Schmidt, 5 and a third, scoreless with 3 Strikeouts, and then there's Domingo Herman, three in third innings, eight earned runs, four home runs, four strikeouts. Uh, bullpen has also been pretty solid overall. Uh, Anthony Rizzo and Bill McKinney have really been the only guys hitting in this lineup. Uh, Rizzo in his last six games hitting three eighty nine, four walks, four strikeouts, no home runs, one RBI, two runs, two doubles. Bill McKinney three home runs, five RBIs, and three thirty three in his last six games. And then there's Anthony Volpe, who's been very disappointing so far this year. Does have four strikeouts to – sorry, four walks to six strikeouts, a home run, RBI double, and three runs. Is hitting 286 with four, 44 in those past six games. But outside that, I believe he's still hitting under 200 on the season. The Oakland A's are 20-60, and 1-9 in their last 10. Again, they're the worst team in baseball. They continue to go down this bad path. Got swept at Cleveland, did win a game at Toronto 5 4 in the opener, and then lost the final two games of the series there. They did place Ramon Mariano in the 10 day IL. He's been one of those guys that been one of the, I guess, bright spots for the A's. Luis Medina had a weird start today, up and down. A Caparillion, another guy that's just been an interesting year. And all in all, the, the A's are a team that there's more attention focused on them selling the team than them actually playing this season. They're on pace to lose 120 games, if not worse, which is really bad. And if they didn't have that seven-game win streak, I'd be really curious to see where their record would stand right now. But, again, it's been a very disappointing year for the Oakland A's. And, again, they got to figure out ways to move forward. Uh, we do talk about, or you talked about previously, you know, the way that they are able to produce guys like uh, Marcus Simeon or uh, Matt Olson, for that matter. But they need to go out and, uh, and find a way to compete once they move to, to Vegas, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, outside of Luis Medina's start today, or – was pretty solid. He's been coming out of the pen and starting. J.P. Spears was solid in his last start, going seven innings, two earned runs, one home run, eight, eight strikeouts. But outside of that, Caparillion, Blackburn, Hogan Harris, Ken Waldachuk, just all haven't been solid. The bullpen hasn't been that good. Offensively, Tony Kemp hasn't been bad this past week. Stolen base, two walks, one strikeout, hitting 350 with a 435 on base. Two home runs, two RBIs, eight runs. Kind of surprising to have Kemp that 
he did have two home runs. Shea Lingaliers had one home run, two RBIs. Esteri Ruiz had three stolen bases to keep on adding to uh, that re- that potential record that he's going for. J.J. Baudet had a home run, same with Steph Brown. But outside of that, this team's just been really sad. Uh, I believe Tower Wade and Tony Kemp are the only guys hitting even close to 300 this past week. The Seattle Mariners are 37-39, and 4-6 and six in their last 10. Had a three-game set in the Bronx where they lost two out of three, and then they lost two out of three at Baltimore. I feel like their pitching's been relatively fine. Logan Gilbert had a really good start at Baltimore. Uh, Brian Wu, Wu had a really good start in New York, got his first career win there. And then the two losses at New York, uh, they had three and four runs scored. It's hard to win games when you have that. They lost three to two today. So their offense has obviously been a stalemate, and that's kind of been the way it's been. Obviously, Castillo's been really up and down, had another kind of down start, his last start. Um, he's struggling a lot with command right now. He's obviously got great stuff. He's got to find a way to turn that around. On the, on the offensive side, Julio Rodriguez did commit to being in the home run derby this year with it being in you know, the Mariners' uh, park. But all in all, the Mariners got to have better offense because the pitch can only take them so far. I feel like they're relatively deep as far as pitching is concerned, but their bats definitely need to pick it up if they want to have any chance of, of competing the NL, or the AOS and even a wild card spot. Yeah, like you said, it's the offense that's been locking behind right now. George Kirby's been really good. Logan Starr and Brian Wu both had excellent starts the last two. Castillo, it is his control as of recent. Uh, last outing had four walks to fight, four walks to three strikeouts with two home runs. Uh, that's just been the big thing. Whenever Castillo doesn't walk, guys, he's been solid. Bryce Miller, his stint of being one of the greatest young pitchers uh, for the Mariners is has kind of faded away as of recent. His last outing, uh, four and a third, three earned runs, one home run, three walks, four strikeouts. He's another one of those guys where it's going to be his control and the three walks to four strikeouts is going to be the best, especially when he came into the league. I believe he only had one walk through his first three or four starts, and he was, and that's when he was at his best. Offensively, Cal Raleigh and Eugenio Suarez are both hitting 304. Raleigh has two home runs, four RBIs, five runs. Eugenio Suarez, five RBIs, three doubles, four runs. Ty France hitting 250 with a home run. Teoscar Hernandez had two home runs, four RBIs, no walks, seven strikeouts. And Julio Rodriguez did have a home run. So hopefully the home run derby, him competing in that, may help him see the ball a little bit better, uh, be able to work on launch angle a little bit more because his home runs and his extra bases have definitely been down uh, from last year. The Astros are 41-36, and 3-7 and seven in their last 10, have not been playing great baseball as of late. They did, however, take two out of three at home versus the Mets and lost two out of three to the Dodgers. Did win the game here today in 11 innings, six to five. For the Astros, Bregman had a big grand slam yesterday off Bobby Miller. A weird Bach call, um, called against Stanek, kind of led to a bizarre situation where Stanek and Baker did get ejected. They did add John Singleton, the former Milwaukee Brewer, who's got a lot of power to a minor league deal. And for the Astros, they're sitting at a position right now where I feel like their momentum is going to be moving forward. Altuve was not in the lineup today. A lot of people were saying that was because he was at, you know, the Dodgers uh, and then not wanting to hear the boos. But he does have a little bit of a bruised heel. Uh, Dusty Baker did say that it, it extended out in the base. And with the bases being uh, longer, he did bruise his heel. So he should be back in a couple of days. Uh, but, yeah, the Astros are right now hanging around third in the AL West right now. And uh, they had a big win. Uh, against the Dodgers, they did choke a lead, but were able to come back and take a win, uh, which is obviously great. Yeah, overall, Astros have been great. Hunter Brown, Framber Valdez, JP France here and there has all been really solid. 
Uh, Javier was disappointing in his last start, going two and a third before uh, four earned runs, five walks to one strikeout, and hit by pitch. Uh, it was just control. He just couldn't get out of the third inning, just walking guys and giving up four hits uh, with having those five walks to one hit by pitch. Isn't good. Isn't a good combination. Uh, but overall, not bad as a as a staff. Alf Spregman's hitting three thirty three, has two runs, nine RBIs, uh, double, four runs. Uh, Corey Jolks has been solid, hitting three fifty three in his last five games, two stolen bases, uh, having five runs, a double, and three RBIs. Jose Abreu, Dubon, Jeremy Pena, Altuve, Tucker. I mean, all of them have been so you could say disappointing as recently. Uh, I maybe outside of Dubon, but outside of them, they're all hitting right around 250, if not under, with not a lot of power. They're guys who are really going to need to step up. I mean, I get Jordan's been out for a little bit, but they're all guys that are, like I said, need to step up with Jordan being out, out of the lineup and being such a producer at the plate isn't helping with these guys not producing with him not there. The Tampa Bay Rays are 54-27, and 27, 5 and 5 in their last 10. It's been a very interesting week for them. Split with Baltimore in the two games set there. Then they split with Kansas City, both teams winning two games there. For the Rays, internally, Wander Franco was benched two games for um, the way he handles frustrating situations was how they put it in quotation marks. His first at-bat back, he did hit a home run for them, which was obviously nice to see. I think bigger news for them was Shane McClanahan leaving the start against the Royals after three and two-thirds. Not sure his uh, his time ability. I do, I do believe he avoids the IL and his uh, start did get pushed back two days. But other than that, Jose Suri's been good. Uh, Yandy Diaz was four for four today. So the Rays seem to lose a lot of these games against bad teams like the Royals and the Athletics. But I guess it's just the way that they play. Um, and you'd rather be, I guess, a good team than a bad team. But watching them lose to the bad teams, especially as a Rays fan, has got to be killing you sometimes. Yeah, the Rays have been great. Sorry, I'm pitching. Glasnow hasn't been the best these last two starts. Only going nine innings, nine and a third innings, seven runs, two home runs. Does have 19 strikeouts. Taj Bradley had bounce back start from his last few. He's going six innings, only one earned run, which was a home run, eight strikeouts. Eflin, six innings, three earned, two home runs with seven strikeouts. Yanni Trios got lit up in his last start, going five and third, allowing eight earned runs, two home runs, one hit by pitch, two walks to three strikeouts. Outside of that, the pen's been solid. Shane Mack, like you mentioned, didn't get out of the fourth inning. Uh, game pulled a little bit earlier because of uh, his back. Uh, I like you said, probably will avoid the I.L. That is what it seems to be. Uh, offensively, Yandy Diaz is hitting 473, or four, 476, two RBIs, six runs, no extra base hits. I believe he went, he did go four for four just the other day. Uh, Randy Rosarena hitting 333, a home run double, six RBIs, three runs. Jose Siri has been solid, having two home runs, hitting 375. Josh Lowe is hitting or doesn't have any walks, but does have two doubles, RBI, one run, isn't producing a whole lot as of recent. Uh, like you mentioned, Wander Franco missed a few games or two games because of how because of behavioral issues after uh, plays or calls, uh, that are back plays or calls that are made in the field or when he hits. Made in 214, last four games, a home run, four RBI, stolen base, three walks, four strikeouts with one run. The Texas Rangers are 47 and 35 and 5 in their last 10 contests. For the Rangers, they are sitting first in the American League West right now. Had a three game set at Chicago where they took two out of three and then just lost two out of three against the Yankees. Uh, they did place Jose Leclerc on the 15 day injured list, but other than that, their pitching's actually been pretty fine. 
Um, you know, obviously John Gray didn't have his best stuff, but he only gave up one run yesterday. Jonah Himes has been really good. Uh, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager. Their bats are obviously very good, and their team ERA is actually pretty solid too. Uh, so all in all, they've been really doing well, especially in the pitching side of things without having Jacob DeGrom. They're six right now in ERA at 3.73, second in whip. And they're doing everything they need to do, and they look like a first-place team. They look like a team that's going to potentially make a run deeper as, uh, as time goes on. So be curious to see uh, kind of where they, they uh, come, come by, especially um, after those couple of series that they recently had. Yeah, this pitching staff's been great. Just imagine what they could have been with DeGrom, especially healthy DeGrom. That would have been abs- – they probably would have had easily the best rotation in the MLB because Dane Dunning's right now starting, and he's been great. Uh, normally, he's that long relief role uh, coming out of the pen. That's what they're using him when DeGrom was in the lineup. But his last outing, seven innings, two earned runs, only two strikeouts, did have two walks and one hit by pitch. So a little bit out of the ordinary for him. More of a control guy, not a strikeout guy, so the two strikeouts make sense. Nathan Evaldi's last two outings, 11 and two-thirds, six earned runs, two home runs, nine uh, strikeouts. Martin Perez is solid, so as Andrew Heaney, John Gray, and overall the bullpen's been pretty good. Uh, home runs, has, or not home runs, just lying too many hits out of the pen has been their big downfall. Not enough uh, one, two, three innings, or maybe just a hit here and then shutting it down. Offensively, Marcus Simeon has stepped back up. Not uh, No home runs, but did have a double, three runs, no RBIs in 276. Ezekiel Duran had a home run, tripled, two doubles, three runs, two RBIs, stolen base. Jonah Hines been really good. Corey Seager uh, kind of cooled off in 269. Does have a 345 on base. Uh, three walks, six strikeouts, six RBIs, three doubles, uh, no runs. Adoles Garcia, two home runs, four RBIs, two doubles, and four runs for himself. The Toronto Blue Jays are 43-36, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Had a three-game set at Miami where they won two out of three, and then they also won two out of three versus Oakland. Barrios uh, had a good start. Glassman had a quality start. Jose Kikuchi had a really good start today against the Athletics, going seven innings, one and run, two hits that allowed. And Vladdy finally hit his first home run in uh, in Rogers Center, so that's obviously good to see there. Adam Simber did get put on the I.O. with shoulder impingement, um, so that's a little disappointing, especially out of the bullpen, but guys like Tim Mice have stepped up. Jordan Romano, I believe he did get the loss or whatever, or gave up a run against the A's, but it's been really solid throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, the Blues, uh, the Blue Jays are seven games above 500, but fourth in the American League East as of now. Yeah, Romano did get the loss the other day, but it's three for three in his last, save, last three save opportunities. Kikuchi in his last two starts, 13 innings, one earned run, which was a home run, 14 strikeouts. Uh, Julio Burrios had – or sorry, Jose Barrios had a really rough start and a really good start last week. Uh, last week, last two starts, ten innings, seven earned runs, two home runs, two hit by pitches, three walks, twelve strikeouts. Gosman's been solid. Bassett uh, imploded again with five, with four earned runs, one home run, one hit by pitch, two walks, four strikeouts, and five innings. Outside of that, the bullpen's been solid. Nate Pearson was on a really good track before this last couple of weeks. Uh, his last two. Outings out of the pen, an inning and third, five earned runs, uh, only one with one walk and one strikeout, four hits. So that's just been that's been upsetting. I believe a couple of those runs were scored on uh, another pitcher for his relief because him allowing a few runs. Bouchette's been really solid, hitting three sixty four, uh, no home runs, three doubles, three earned run, 
three runs. George Springer, uh, I believe, moved into second place for most home runs out of the leadoff spot, having one with five RBIs. Vladdy had two home runs, three R- three triples, four runs, seven RBIs. Matt Chapman, Calvin Biggio both had home runs as well. The Braves are 50-27, and 9-1 in their last 10 games. Lost uh, two, excuse me, won both games against Philadelphia. The other one got rained out. And then they won 2-3 versus Cincinnati. They were the ones that broke the 12-game win streak for Cincinnati. That first game, though, Smith-Schuster did struggle a lot. It was his first really struggle start for them. On the offensive side, though, Sean Murphy is back. But Travis Darnot had a really solid week, was able to give them everything they needed out of a veteran catcher like him. On top of that, I believe Matt Olson now leads the uh, NL in home runs. He's been very effective. Basically, this team's really good. Um, they're pitching solid. Their uh, bullpen and pitching can be better. Their offense is absolutely insane. Ronald Acuna, probably the NL MVP. Got guys like Matt Olson, uh, Sean Murphy, probably the best catcher, one of the best catchers in all of baseball. So this team seems to be in a really good position. It's going to be fun to watch the Twins go ahead and face them, uh, but not necessarily fun in the fact that it's going to be disappointing to probably lose all three games against them. But they're still a really good team, and they're definitely taking charge of that NL East division, which has had a lot of surprises throughout the year. So with the Braves, I mean, I've been saying it every week. Bryce Elder's so far been the biggest surprise. I mean, I believe he's 5-1 and one with a 2.4 ERA. His last outing, seven innings, six strikeouts, no earned runs. Strider had a much-needed bounce-back start, uh, especially in the earned runs department. He's been allowing a lot of home runs. Uh, did get the win, six innings, one earned run, eight hits with nine strikeouts. Morn had seven strikeouts for himself in five innings. Uh, did allow three, but did get the win there. You mentioned A.J. Smith, uh, Shorver. He's been – did get hit around a little bit. Uh, three and a third innings, five earned runs, three home runs, one hit by pitch, two walks to four strikeouts. But outside of that, I mean, he's been solid overall, and this team's been really good. Acuna has lost five games with a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, four runs, five stolen bases, hitting 360. Austin Riley's definitely picked it up as recently, uh, hitting 333 to 440 on base, three walks, two strikeouts. Does have a stolen base for himself, but does have two home runs, four RBIs, uh, one double, eight runs. Matt Olson hitting 286, uh, has five home runs in his last five games with nine RBIs, one double, seven runs. Marcelo Zuna has two home runs for himself, same with Travis Darno. Ozzy Albies has a home run. Just overall, this team's been really good as of recent. A team that's also been really good as of recent is the Baltimore Orioles, who are 47-29, and 5-5 five and five in their last 10, split that two-game series at Tampa Bay, then won two out of three versus Seattle. Their pitching's relatively been up and down. Kyle Gibson's had a couple rough starts as of late, including his recent start um, against the Mariners when they lost 13-1 in that game. But a guy that has not been struggling is Anthony Santander. He's actually been playing really good. I believe he went 4-4 four for four yesterday um, in the back-to-back home run games, and he also robbed the home run of Julio Rodriguez. Uh, to keep the game, or uh, the Orioles, I should say, won the game 3-2. So that obviously shows to prove dividends right there. They recently activated Cedric Mullins off the IL. Rutschman's continue to be playing at a very effective rate. And Yerick Nerecano and Felix Bautista have been doing good too. Bautista's almost at a sub-1 ERA. So there's no reason why the Baltimore Orioles... It's crazy to say that they're second in the AL East with a 47-29 and record. I believe, what, four or five games behind the Rays. But the Orioles have been playing really great baseball, and they're going to be a team that's going to potentially compete for a World Series, especially with how deep their back end of their bullpen really is. Yeah, their pitching's been uh, performing a lot better than I believe they would have. Bradish, Kramer, and Wells, every recent, have all been good. Uh, you mentioned Gibson did have a rough start his last outing, but uh, I think he's going to figure it back out. 
Uh, Felix Batista did allow a home run the other day. Uh, went two for three and save opportunities. Did have seven strikeouts. Uh, Yanir Cano still nasty. He doesn't have any. Uh, only three hits, one walk, no strikeouts in his last inning and two thirds. But overall, pitching has been bad, especially starting pitching and late in game pitching. Anthony Santander has definitely been hot as a recent hitting 381, uh, four home runs, eight RBIs, five runs. Gunnar Henderson had a home run, stolen base, hitting 316, two doubles, three runs for himself. Uh, Aaron Hicks has two home runs. Ryan O'Hearn had a home run. Same with uh, Ryan McKenna and uh, Ramon Urias. Uh, another name to look out for is Jordan Westberg, uh, was just promoted to the MLB from AAA. Uh, so far in 67 games, he has 18 home runs, three triples, and 15 uh, doubles uh, in AAA, hitting 295. So he's a bat that is that's getting called up at uh, as of today. The Angels, I'm sorry, the Cubs, excuse me, are 37 and 39, eight and two in their last 10 games. For the Cubs, they're sitting at a very interesting position because they're playing really great baseball as of late. It seems like they've been up and down throughout the entire season. Had that three-game set at Pittsburgh where they won all three, and then they had the two-game set versus the Cardinals where they played in London. Dominated the first one against Rainwright and then did lose uh, yesterday. Stroman did struggle. He also left the game with a blister. A guy that did not struggle was Ian Happ, who hit two home runs off Adam Wainwright. It's like the same situation with Kepler and Bauer, it seems like, forever ago. Um, but the Cubs have been playing great baseball as of late. Madrigal has been putting the ball in play a lot, having effectiveness. And Justin Steele, who recently got taken off the IL, had a really good start today as well. Or uh, not today, yesterday against the Cardinals as well. So Cardinals, their pitching's hanging in there. They're having success. And I think they're really in a good position moving forward um, to potentially compete for an NL Central crown because they're right around the mix, especially at the moment right now. Great all year. Him leaving early. Uh, with a blister is something that I don't believe will fe- affect his next start. Uh, his last two outings, one and one, that includes today, 10 and a third innings, three earned runs, six runs scored in total, 13 hits, seven strikeouts. Kyle Hendricks was solid in his last outing, six and a third, one earned runs, two strikeouts. Justin Steele, six innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Drew Smiley was really good, five innings, no earned runs, four strikeouts. Did have five walks, though. Uh, bullpen has been solid overall, just looking straight at the numbers. Bulmer is the only one who allowed any runs with one. Uh, Leiter, Merriweather, Alzai, uh, Rucker, Kay, Wojcinski, all not allowing a single run in their last few uh, outings. Offensively, you mentioned Ian Happ. Uh, in the last five games, he had 316, a stolen base, four walks, six strikeouts, four RBIs, two home runs, which were both uh, on the same day in the London series. One triple, th- two doubles, five runs. Deco Horner, uh, average did drop down to 261. Still has stolen base, six RBIs, a home run, two triples, two doubles, five uh, runs for himself. Swanson, Talkman, both had home runs for himself. Same with Tucker Barnhart. But overall, the team, the top of the lineup has been very solid. But after that, it's been very underwhelming as of recent. The Angels are 42 and 37, four and six in their last 10, had a two game set versus the Dodgers where they lost both games to zero at home. Then they lost two out of three at Colorado. We mentioned that 25 to one performance win. For the Angels, I mean, Brandon Drury had another good week. Shohei Otani, Mike Trout. Trout was three for three yesterday before getting pulled when the game was completely out of hand. 
On the pitching side of things, Tyler Anderson had a good start. Uh, Reed Demers also recently had a good start against the Dodgers. And uh, the Angels seem to be, again, competing right now. The biggest thing with the Angels is, are they going to be able to catch up to the Rangers? Because the wild card picture does look a bit grim, in my opinion. Obviously, nobody out of the Central. But the AL East, I mean, like I said, the Red Sox are almost the same record as the Angels. So um, I'm curious to see who's going to filter in that mix there. But the Angels have been playing good baseball. And knock on wood, they've stayed healthy. And they've had a lot of guys like Drury, for example, um, who have kind of stepped up to the plate quite literally and uh, made an impact for them um, and, and having the success that they're able to have. Yeah, the pitching has been really good recently. Ray Detmers, seven scoreless with eight strikeouts. Shohei Otani's last start, seven innings, one earned run, which was a home run with 12 strikeouts. He did get the loss after having that great of performance. Tyler Anderson, six innings, three earned runs, one home run, nine strikeouts. Griffin Canning's been really good uh, since being recalled from the minors. Six innings, no earned runs, one hit by pitch with seven strikeouts. And uh, Patrick Sandoval having allowing 10 hits in five innings, three earned runs, one home run with three strikeouts, not a big strikeout guy there. Then offensively, I thought all these stats are going to feel like they're uh, padded, stat padded because of the game just the other day. Hunter Redbro hitting 450, uh, no home runs, but four RBIs, four uh, doubles, four runs. Brendan Drury, home run, five RBIs, hitting 350, three, three, run, three runs. Mickey Moniak, a home run, five RBIs, four doubles, five runs, hitting 545. Joe a home run, triple, double, three RBIs, three runs, hitting 361. Uh, David Fletcher had a home run with five RBIs, hitting 500 in his last two games. Mike Trout had two home runs, two doubles, or sorry, two runs, four runs. Matt Theis has been really, has been solid at the catcher spot. Uh, it's been kind of rotation there since. The Ohapi injury, but he had a home run, two RBIs, and three runs for himself in the last three games. The Dodgers are 43 and 33, 6 and 4 in their last 10. Won the two games at the Angels, 2 to 0. And then they also won the first two games against Houston and then lost, like I said, the most recent game. For the Dodgers, have been up and down, especially on the pitching side of things. Bobby Miller had a great start to his, uh, obviously, season. His last two starts have been pretty bad. Sheehan has had two really good starts for the Dodgers as well. And on the hitting side, Freddie Freeman's done good. Mookie Betts had a home run today. Uh, Chris Taylor did get sent to the IL with uh, with a knee issue. So all in all, the Dodgers are playing a lot better. They're second in the NL West, but I still feel like there's a lot of improvement for them to have, um, you know, the season that they're really expecting to have. But right now they're in a good foot forward, and they're, like I said, competing with the Diamondbacks right now for the NL West crown. Yeah, Kershaw had a really good start during seven innings, no runs scored, five strikeouts. Uh, Emmett Shaheen, uh, six innings, two earned runs off two home runs, four strikeouts. Tony Gonsolin got hit around uh, with four earned runs, two home runs, three strikeouts of five innings. Uh, Bobby Miller, like you mentioned, uh, come back down to earth and coming back down to earth quickly. As of recent, last outing, four innings, ten hits, six earned runs, one home run, three walks to three strikeouts. Evan Phillips has been the closer, and he's been dominant. Uh, three for three in his last three save opportunities. Offensively, uh, Will Smith has been very quiet, underrated so far this year, very quiet. Uh, two home runs, four RBIs, three runs, uh, hitting 278. Frey Freeman had a home run, two RBIs, two doubles, three runs, stolen base. Uh, Mookie Betts had two home runs, four RBIs, three runs. It seems like the offense has definitely cooled down a little bit. Uh, the pitching's uh, been keeping this team in, the game, in games as of recent. The Philadelphia Phillies are 40-37, and 7-3 in their last 10, so they've been playing good baseball as of late. 
They had a three-game series, two-game series technically with the rainout. They lost both games against Atlanta, and then they won two out of three versus the New York Mets. Harper's looked good. They honestly got a gift today. That was really uh, really nice of them to get kind of get a gift there. Castellanos had a really good week, had a home run, I believe it was yesterday, out of half success. But all in all, the Phillies right now are third in the NL East with a 40-37 and 37 record. You have to be pleased if you're a Phillies fan. Uh, but there obviously is a lot of improvement. They're doing better than the Mets, which is a, which is quite interesting to say the least. But they're in a good position right now, and I feel like that win today that they had really just epitomized the Phillies versus Mets to basketball uh, in the NL East. Yeah, that was an interesting game. Uh, Noah uh, Suarez and Walker have all been really solid as of recent. Noah, six innings, five strikeouts, no earned runs. Uh, Suarez, six innings, one earned run off a home run, seven strikeouts. Uh, and then Walker, uh, six innings, one earned run off a home run, five strikeouts. Wheeler did allow five earned runs with five with nine hits, one home run, one hit by pitch, two walks, did have eight strikeouts. And then Christopher Sanchez, five innings, three earned runs, one home run, four uh, strikeouts for him. Bullpen uh, has been getting hit around as of recent. Uh, a couple guys like Strom, Soto, and Kimbrell have all been solid. Same with Alvarado uh, coming out of the pen. They've been shut out for the most part this year. Brandon Marshing, 588, 6'11 on base. As a recent three doubles, three runs, only two RBIs. Alec Baum hitting 263, uh, two RBIs, one double, two runs. Outside of that, the only Two home runs were from Nick Castellanos and Trey Turner's past week. Harper and Remuto have definitely cooled off this week. Uh, Harper hitting 188, Remuto hitting 176. The Cardinals went are 32 and 45, five and five in the last ten. Won two out of three versus Washington, and then split the two games against Chicago and London. Been an interesting couple, or been an interesting couple of weeks, I guess, for the Cardinals as a whole. But been an interesting season for the most part. Jordan Walker now has a 15-game hitting streak. It's pretty funny. Uh, they were talking, I think, in the London series, the first game. Uh, the Cardinals' front office was not necessarily happy that he wasn't hitting home runs. But then I was thinking, he's on a 15-game hitting streak. Why should it matter? Especially when you got guys like Goldschmidt, Arenado, and even Gorman, for that matter, behind him or in the lineup, I should say. Uh, Flaherty did get the win, but gave up six earned runs through six and a third inning. Libertar pitched two and a third today. He gave up four unearned runs. The Cardinals defense did play them, but they were able to come back and win the game today. Uh, and so the Cardinals are just kind of sitting steady right now um, as far as where they, how bad they've been playing. They're kind of steady in the mark, and I definitely think they're going to have improvement, but it definitely needs to come soon. They're fifth in the NL Central and have been the most disappointing team in all baseball, at least in my opinion, so far this season. Yeah, they really have been. Jordan Montgomery uh, also this week, seven innings, only one earned run, six strikeouts. Uh, got the win there. Miles Michaelis had a solid start going seven innings, only two earned runs, one home run, three strikeouts, but did get the loss. And Adam Wainwright in that London game uh, went three innings, 11 hits, seven earned runs, two home runs, and one walk, no strikeouts. Uh, did get the loss there. ERA on the game at, at 21, exactly. But overall, bullpen has been bad. Uh, Genesis Cabrera, Giovanni Agos has been solid. Same with Jordan Hicks uh, out of the pen. Jake Woodford has also been solid, gained a lot more appearances. And Steven Matz has gone to the pen as of recent, uh, more of a long relief. And this last outing, I believe, for Adam Wainwright. Uh, offensively, Wilson Contreras hitting 381, uh, three RBIs, three doubles, three runs. Brendan Donovan had a home run, five RBIs, hitting 333. Tommy Edwin, Edmund hitting 350, 
Three a triple double, six runs, one RBI, two stolen bases. Gold retained two seventy three with a home run, five RBIs. Jordan Walker, you mentioned the five game hit streak, retained three fifty seven his last four games, uh, with an RBI and three runs for himself. Lars Newtbar and Arenado are both hitting right around two hundred, if not lower, if not slightly lower. And Gorman's hitting three for eleven right now, uh, after a little bit of time off, I believe, just to kind of get him back. Uh, get him back right compared to where he was hitting before. Well, that's going to do it for another episode of The Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow The Truth on Twitter at The Truth as one to stay up to date with the latest information regarding The Truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. I do recommend you following The Truth's Twitter page because the NBA podcast that we did have last week we're kind of last minute, so you want to make sure you don't miss those so you guys are as prepared as possible. little uh, programming note, there most likely will not be a show next week for the MLB Weekly Recap Show. We'll have to do a two-week show because I will be on vacation, but we'll try to find something potentially to keep you guys uh, at least listening to the truth here now and then. But if you guys do have any suggestions or if you guys do want to know more information about the podcast, feel free to, like I said, hit, hit the uh, truth on Twitter. But other than that, we do appreciate you guys listening to another episode of The Truth. As always, I'm your host, the one you love the most, joined by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night. Peace.